activating virus defenses. Prepare to download. Welcome. Hello, this is Martin McKay from the Network Security Podcast. And I'm Chris John Riley from the Eurotrash Security Podcast. And you're listening to the official podcast for the 25th Annual FIRST Conference, held June 16th through 21st in Bangkok, Thailand. For more information about FIRST, please visit www.first.org. And now we join our interview in progress. This time on the podcast, I'm lucky to be talking to Aaron Leverett from IROactive regarding industrial control systems. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be on the first podcast. Well, I'm very glad to have you here. And, and specifically talking about things like ICS and SCADA, it's, it's certainly a topic that not many people, including myself, unfortunately, don't really have the experience in it. So I really wanted to start off the conversation just by giving you a little bit of time to, to say what ICS is, what SCADA is, what the differences are. Sure. There's a wide variety of uh, industrial system devices and even deployment patterns. So we'll start maybe very broadly with the deployment patterns. You might have a distributed control system, which could be something like um, a water facility or an oil and gas pipeline. And that's one in which you have uh, field devices of various types. Essentially, to make it simple, we would just refer to them as sensors and actuators. Sensors keeping track of pressure um, and actuators that would help control that pressure. And that's you know a very simple example. Um, but you also have plant systems where things are more contained within uh, a building or a large facility, such as uh, automobile manufacturing. And the kinds of devices we might see in those sorts of deployments are programmable logic controllers, PLCs, or remote terminal units, and of course, industrial Ethernet switches. Most of the other equipment that you might see in those environments is similar to what you deal with every day. And even the switches are relatively similar. They just tend to be hardened against things like heat or um, moisture or potentially even radiation. Um, some industrial Ethernet switches can be deployed underwater, for example. So when we're talking about SCADA and ICS or, or distributed control systems, um, essentially we're talking about industrialized, hardened uh, IT equipment that may or may not be using some protocols that you don't normally deal with as IT personnel. One of the things you mentioned there in your, your excellent discussion of what ICS and SCADA is, is that you mentioned hardened switches and then went on to discuss how they are hardened against environmental. Whereas in security, we are, we are more concerned with hardening systems in, in regards to security. Now, from what I know, SCADA and ICS systems are not particularly resilient to, on the security side of it. And that's, that's part of what you're going to be discussing. Is, is there a language barrier that, that we need to get over to, to be able to communicate with people about these issues? Not terribly much. I think uh, I think your comments there are absolutely on point. We've certainly found that a lot of these devices um, were much less secure than we than we expected them to be, and often that's it's you know it's one of those complicated problems that evolved over time. So essentially, PLCs were were created 40 years ago, and they were expected to run on dedicated copper, and there wasn't really any routable protocols to worry about or anything else. And then they continued using them and ported the same protocols onto IP and other routable mediums. And suddenly the security issues start to appear because you didn't take the time to authenticate device to device or you didn't take the time to ensure the integrity. Certainly in ICS, if we want to go to the, to the highest, most philosophical level, we're less concerned with, with the confidentiality of data. 
we're far more concerned with the integrity of the data and the availability of the service. So that's one thing to keep in mind if you're new to ICS and SCADA is that we want to protect availability of control paths to, to the devices and the integrity of those commands more than, um, say, the confidentiality of, of credit card data. I can imagine it's uh, it's certainly a, a big step for, for most people who work in information security to really kind of get to grips with this. I mean, how did you originally discover ICS? How, how was your initial experience with it? So I came to it in a sort of roundabout manner. I did my first degree in artificial intelligence and software engineering at Edinburgh University, uh, my undergraduate, and then I got hired by a company called GE Energy. So I was just kind of thrown from a, from a, you're going to be a developer, you know, education into an ICS environment where I was working on a distributed management system that happened to be used in, in seven out of eight of the, of the distribution management regions in the UK. So when I was there, I was doing this quality assurance and the predominant threat model was, or not really threat model, but defense model was, we are segregated from the internet and therefore we don't necessarily need to do as much testing of these products from a security point of view. None of our customers would ever deploy them in that way. But the longer you think about it, the more you realize this isn't true. And that's what my dissertation at Cambridge focused on was that there are actually quite a large number of industrial system devices directly in contact with the internet running legacy protocols that have very little in the way of security. For most of your listeners, you know, this is security from the 90s. It really is. Occasionally you find something that's a bit more robust, but often we're just talking about the usage of firewalls and putting proper authentication into protocols. We do have some challenges in that space, which makes it a little bit more difficult. But but to answer your question, that that's sort of how I came into this was by doing five and a half years of quality assurance at GE Energy. And then I realized there was um, this confluence of interesting problems in the security space of industrial systems and uh, continued my research in that direction. More specifically, at the upcoming first conference, you're going to be talking about incident response as it retains to, to ICS. Now, you mention in uh, in your abstract that your your initial experience with incident response with ICS was with 10,000 10, industrial control systems? That's absolutely correct. So, um, so I did my dissertation at Cambridge, and I was trying to find the extent to which industrial systems can be found present on the internet. I was a bit shocked at the numbers myself. I, I know the numbers are actually much larger than the 10,000 that I found, but using Shodan, I've you know created a very cheap, easy, repeatable methodology for finding industrial systems directly on the internet. And, and your listeners might ask, why is this important? You know, websites, DNS servers, all of them are directly facing the internet. But I'd say the major difference there is that they were built for that purpose. And also that you're not necessarily dealing with literally physical effects. So in the ICS and, and SCADA world, we're concerned about the pressure being more than the, than the valve can handle. We are concerned about um, the temperature rising above the thresholds that are the operational capacity of the devices. And so we would prefer them not to be directly connected to the internet because we can't guarantee that those parameters are not exceeded, right? So in the future, I imagine it may be possible if people put the effort into the security to deploy some of these devices in that manner. But certainly coming from that community, it was common opinion that they were never deployed in that manner. So I guess my dissertation was a little bit of a shock to the world that this was indeed the case and that many people were deploying them in this way. And in some ways, that's not surprising. People have deployed insecure devices for a long time on the internet. 
But the point was that we reached out to a number of different people. I started with ICS CERT in the US and they took the data and analyzed it and then shared it with 62 countries around the world. And if I'm honest, the last two years of my life in my spare time, I've been working off of the back of that. I can imagine that uh, that many systems in the internet, somewhere between 10,000 and 100,000 are the, the numbers that, uh, that I see here in the abstract. I mean, I can imagine there's significantly more than that that are yet to be discovered. And these are these are systems that could cause some serious issues. Right, absolutely. And that's my concern is not so much, um, you know, I'm interested in computer security in all forms and, you know, the loss of credit card data or so on is quite important to society. It has a large economic impact. But I'm concerned that sometime in the future, we may see more of a shift into physical sabotage or compromise of processes that produce things. And even if it's not the big scary things like nuclear power facilities, even if it's just disruption to water supplies or traffic lights or um, or even smart buildings to some extent, I have some concerns uh, over that. And um, And I think we're lucky at the moment that the criminals don't seem to have found a way to make money off of these kinds of SCADA and ICS attacks. But I think that's probably only a matter of time. So I guess the question um, that we really need to consider here is where does the FUD stop and and the facts start? Because, I mean, there's been a lot of people talking about how you can make things explode by simply attacking ICS systems. Is that a reality or are we not looking at that kind of threat? It is, it is a reality, but it's also not a reality in every case, right? It's, um, I think the recent airline security discussions are rather similar. There's people who are concerned that there are unauthenticated protocols and no cryptography, but there are also safety checks in place in the airline industry. And I think if we're realistic about the process control industry and the industrial control system environment, there are checks in place. There are alarms when the pressure goes above a certain level. There are people looking at a screen of data generally trying to manage those issues. But of course, the problem comes in there if, if you know someone who's dedicated is providing false information to the actor sitting in, in the desk trying to control the process. So physical damage is possible. You know, I don't think we're going to see what I like to refer to as the, the great Skadageddon that, that some people like to describe. However, uh, you know, I can't imagine a world in which everyday things just stop working. And when that's your laptop and wireless, it's one thing, but when it's the water or your tram system in the local neighborhood or the gasoline pump, it's it's quite another issue. Well, I guess you brought up an interesting issue there. We, we, there's controls in place, so obviously we need to test these things to see whether or not these controls are uh, adequate to protect against uh, any kind of attack. But, but obviously we can't go around testing these kind of systems. There's no, well, there's very little test systems, I should imagine, that are capable of you know, being pen tested. Do we just have to accept that these systems are vulnerable to these issues? And if so, what can we do? So there's a variety of different approaches we can take. I think stating very briefly what what pen testers can do is they can focus on testing systems as they go into deployment. So find a utility or anyone deploying an ICS system, you know, let's say, for example, a, a serial factory, and speak to them about when they are going to deploy a new system. And before they deploy it, you can do your security testing and they can hold their vendors accountable to fix various vulnerabilities before they actually deploy the system. And it's at that purchase point that it's very important from an economic perspective. So that's relatively easy. But speaking more to your incident response listeners and people focused on that kind of environment, I think 
we could do with a little bit more knowledge of uh, ICS systems in the incident response community, particularly with this issue of, of internet deployed industrial control systems. You know, not necessarily in the sense that they're going to have to perform a lot of disaster recovery, but that they should understand the consequences of compromise of an industrial control system and also exercise some of those plans that we were talking about before. A lot of IR teams are fantastic at dealing with large amounts of traffic and DDoS, but they haven't particularly looked at uh, what can happen when 200 PLCs in their in their country or, or remit are attacked at the same time. So that's what I would like to see a little bit more of is some training on ICS. Um, and there's plenty of places to, to get that. I guess uh, one of the other questions that uh, springs to mind is, I mean, how well do common defense devices, um, defense technologies work when it comes to protecting ICS? If we put an, IP, an IPS, an IDS in front of a, an industrial control system, most of them are probably not even going to know what protocol is being spoken, let alone whether whether or not it should be blocking this kind of stuff. Is there a, is there a lack of technology to assist in protecting these systems? Yes and no. So you're absolutely right. Your traditional technologies don't necessarily just match in perfectly. They often don't speak the right protocol. And we have quite a lot of, of different protocols within the ICS community that we're looking at. You find researchers who are devoted almost to a single protocol, which is good. I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a good thing and a healthy thing. But my point is just that some of the traditional IDS and IPS won't necessarily work out of the box. However, there are a great number of people devoted to finding IDS and IPS approaches that will work for, for SCADA and ICS, and that's gaining ground and becoming more useful. I would say that you know some of the data that I'm going to release the, at the first conference will be based on some work I did with Reed Whiteman, who's another fantastic researcher with, with IOActive, and his findings when examining an industrial control system firewall were, were that the firewall works very well, but the protocol itself allows certain types of behaviors that are impossible to block with the firewall, but still insecure, if you follow me. So even with stateful examination of some of these protocols, you're left with awkward situations where you, you can't necessarily defend everything you'd like to. That'll change over the next five years, and we'll get the technologies we need. But in the meantime, we have a sort of perfect storm in this environment, which I would describe as we have a lot of aging engineers who are going into retirement. So that means we need to automate more things. And that automation opens us up to new vulnerabilities, particularly because we have devices that were meant to be on segregated networks uh, with, with protocols that are not routable. And now they're on open networks with protocols that are routable. We also need to save a lot of money, you know, austerity and so on. And that leaves us with a lot of exposure. And I think that that, that exposure in, in, the, in the short term is going to mean more incidents for some of your listeners to respond to. And it's not that different than the incidents they've dealt with before. They just they could do with some help from some local engineers and, and getting to know some engineers and how they use these technologies. Well, there's uh, certainly a knowledge gap, and I look forward to seeing the presentation to kind of hopefully bring some people up to, to scratch on the kind of things that they're going to be looking at or could be looking at in regards to, to incident response with ICS and SCADA systems. I'm sure it will be a, a good presentation. I'm looking forward to it immensely. Um, I'll give you one little teaser for it, which is that... Uh, Largely, I'm seeing the numbers going up rather than down So, uh, for, for in, internet-connected control systems. So we did seem to have an effect for, for a period of time, but uh, in the long run, it seems like we're going to have more of it. 
well, seems like we're going in the wrong direction. So now's a good time to, to take control of it and try and try and pull ourselves back. So looking forward to the, the presentation and uh, looking forward to chatting in Bangkok. Indeed. Thanks again for the time to speak to your listeners. You've been listening to the official podcast of the 25th Annual First Conference in Bangkok, Thailand. I hope to see you in Bangkok, folks. Thank you.